Testified, I'm flying above the circle. I died to find that watch as I plan to show you and die. Climbed up the ladder, they don't know just what I'm holding. Electrifying, lifting you up and over again. They can't define us, an indestructible force to deal with. It never hurt us, there ain't no mercy out on the streets, but I'm with my brother. He tagged me and kissed me, body beat up. You can't do the seals, but we put you up and over again. Welcome to the Up and Over Podcast, a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling, where everything's a work and none of our opinions matter anyway. Firstly, I'd like to introduce the eclectic duo from Wilmington, North Carolina. Firstly, Big Papa C, and the C stands for Control Your Narrative. That's my man, Cortland. (laughs) 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 He's got cocaine! We have Mr. Millsman himself, Kenny Omegle. Patty Mills. <laughs> what's goody? What's goody? How y'all doing? <laughs> I feel so disrespected. Oh, dude. <laughs> this is chaotic, bud. Streaming from the living room that looks like a guest bedroom, the lifeblood of the Up and Over podcast, the Bam Bam Bigelow Mark, who has turned into the now Doug Furnace Mark himself, <laughs> Casey El Gordo. <laughs> Gringo! Oh man! Hey man! Hey man! I'll see you in LA, brother. We're gonna roll around in that floor, and I'm gonna rip that shirt off your ass. Oh, we're doing shoot promos now. Oh man! The Cadillac Cowboy himself, the angry one tonight. That's my man, Ethan. Oh, man. Top of the morning to you. I told Matt Cardona that he looked like shit this past weekend, and he told me to go fuck myself, my fat ass. Uh, you have no idea how hard it is being Mike Glinsky. <laughs> a fat fuck. He called me a fat fuck. I just want you to know, Ethan, that this has been in the works literally like week after you said all that shit about Doug Furness. I knew there was something going on behind the scenes. I knew it. This is like four to six weeks of long-term storytelling. (laughs) You mean to tell me you put on that whole damn outfit just so you could rip that shit off? Not even that, but baby blue Doug Furness t-shirt. We ran through it before anybody else got on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you helped him get dressed. No, we went we ran through the entire thing. to do this. You are a fucking freak, bud. Oh, I just wow. want y'all to know that like he looks so much like John C. Riley in this fucking it's, goddamn dude, He kinda looks like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that shit from? And how much did you pay? Oh, it was like the best thirty dollars I've ever spent in my entire life. <laughs> That's including shipping, all right? There's shipping involved. But like this is the best thirty dollars I've ever spent. Shit up for oh, sale and let me know how long it takes to sell. <laughs> oh, man. What a mess. Uh, 
we we can go over news from this weekend. Uh, I don't want to hang my head on anything for too long. Uh, we had some re-debuts and some different uh, promotions. We had Samoa Joe re-debut um, later on. Discuss it. It's going to be good stuff. Um, and then we also had uh, Cody Rhodes re-debut at WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins. Um, really, the biggest thing that happened this weekend was that Pat, Ethan, and I went to uh, Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania weekend. We had a grand old time. Um, I'm trying to think what all happened. Um, Some of the stuff we can't talk about on here for legal reasons. I didn't pay parking, and I was supposed to pay parking every day. Um, didn't do that. Popped a tire out, skating through the parking lot. Popped a tire, <laughs> popped a tire thanks. Uh, salt Shaker by Ying Yang Twins. Um, Goddamn right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a bit of a chaotic weekend. I still don't feel like I've slept enough. Uh, shout out Tony's small. Tacos in Dallas. Tony yeah. and his taco hey. stand. Yo, shout out Tony's fucking tacos, man. That shit was good as hell. I love that the first thing that finally pops Pat. <laughs> it's like, oh, Tony's Tacos. <laughs> All yeah. that wrestling shit, not worth the tacos. <laughs> not going to say a fucking thing, but those tacos. Doesn't hold a candle. <laughs> Tony um, was out there cooking oh, himself yeah. on a live grill, son. All right, listen, yeah, I've been bro. waiting multiple days now. Come on, we have, we have, we have, <laughs> we have real certified beef between one Ethan, the Cadillac Cowboy, and Charlie fucking Haas, and I need oh, to know yeah. what nah, the fuck nah, is nah, going nah, on. Nah, nah. Charlie right. Haas. The world should have beef with Charlie Haas, man. <laughs> the world should have beef with Charlie Haas. If you paid money Let's to stand in that me. goddamn arena, Stay. building, whatever you want to call it, at 12 in the morning or whenever it was, what was it? It was 12 at night. What? It was probably 1230 at that point. And you stayed in Charlie Haas's fucking old white ass and an eagle singlet. It all the words I want to say, I can't say. This it man broken ass. Like shit. A broken honky human being standing in the damn ring. Looked Back. terrible. Uh, moved like shit. Oh, listen. Sounded Fuck like it. shit. I Smelled I like shit. Him, I told him I would fuck his dad, okay? <laughs> that's it. That's what happened. That's, that's where we inevitably yeah. ended up. We had in a so quiet we were standing, room. In we a were quiet standing. room, Ethan yelled, Charlie Haas, I'll fuck your dad. In a quiet room. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was dead. There wasn't nothing to cheer for, for, for him. He was just he gave an old man's speech about how he wanted to push Effie to his limit. I'm like, brother, this is 2022, buddy. Did the crowd cheer for you? Everybody no-sold it. Yeah, oh yeah. A couple people looked back like, who is this honky in here? But We we were standing up. It was just us standing in this area, and then people kept walking up. Then Ethan saw Charlie Haas and just transformed. He transcended the weekend. And, uh... People just kept walking away from us because they didn't even want to be around. Yeah, it was people, more, I think, they were, were just like sitting in front of us that got up and moved yeah, because they yeah. didn't want to be around Ethan. It wasn't just me. Pat was talking shit too. Pat was talking <laughs> cat and dog shit. We were feeding off one another, and Mike, Mike was being the mom. Mike was saying, "Come on, guys, come." On. I'm like, "Dog, chill out, man. Y'all are talking cat and dog shit about this old ass man." There was a "We Want Shelton" chant during the match. If that tells you anything, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then Pat looks around. <laughs> yeah, Pat looked around and was just like, "Where are we? Like, what's happening right now?" Um, that was my favorite moment of the weekend. Was watching Pat. Oh, um, just for context of the, he's got cocaine. Uh, one of the heels treated with like powder, and again, dead quiet room. Nobody's saying a fucking thing. Pat 
puts his hand on my shoulder to get more leverage and goes, <laughs> Watch out! He's got cocaine! <laughs> <laughs> and let's top these these drug references off with a real one. Oh, brother, please it's tell me. It's, a, it's 2 p.m. in the day. Oh, Grim God. Reaper and B-Boy just tore the house down. And Grim Reaper's joint rolls to the edge of the ring. I said, Pat, when this match is over, you can go over there and grab that. And we're standing there. The match comes to an end, and a guy near us heard us say And he said, grab it. They ain't going to say nothing to you. And Pat walks right in front of the horn cam, picks up the joint, proceeds to re-roll it with a Jimmy Lloyd rolling paper in the backseat of the car while we run through the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mike had his shirt off as we do it. I have it all in sure videos. I have, I have confirmed at least part of the story to be true. <laughs> And we picked up Jimmy Lloyd is, and gave him a ride. And we saw Biff Music Lloyd, in Because all I get is a snap from Ethan, and it's showing, it's showing Pat rolling it up. What I thought he was rolling on a Bible at first, and I was very confused. <laughs> and he pans <laughs> over to just a shirtless, white knuckle lint fucking Mike just, like, driving through Dallas. That, no, no, no. That just happened when that video was taken. I was leaving a 7-Eleven, and Ethan goes, you should be shirtless when you pull up next time. And so I said, fuck it, Ethan. Fuck it. This is what you want. This is and so I just started taking my shirt you off. You want to know the truth behind that, too? When we got back inside at the events, I was like, Mike, take your shirt off. Just take your Good shirt off. God. Just stand in the crowd with no shirt on. What? Everybody, dude, nobody was walking around shirtless, bro. I know, but I wanted to be those guys. I didn't want to be those guys. I mean... Um, yeah. And for those keeping up with the Twitter at Up and Over Pod, um, Instagram and TikTok at the same, uh, I did not. I, I left Dallas interviewless. I did not leave with an Invisible Man interview. Um, I tried. I tried my hardest. Tried to even get backstage. They stopped me. Um, I tried. I tried to get an interview with the Invisible Man. Didn't happen. So maybe next year. Who knows? Um, fellas, oh, it's happening next year. Uh, if not, we're burnt. Oh, happening next year. Ooh, that sounds like arson. Um. Up and Over Podcast, episode 24, if we're going chronologically, uh, leads us to the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor from this past weekend, April 1st, 2022, uh, from the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas. I don't have an attendance number, but Ethan, do you remember those numbers you were spitting at me earlier about the buy rate? Oh, they were 20K. A little bit over 20K was the buy rate. Yeah. And what was the buy rate for the pay-per-view right before they went away? I don't know. I'd have to it look. About, I'm sure it, it was, was like, if I remember correctly, it was like 3,500. And yeah. one so, of the ones, one of the ones prior to that was 800. Yeah. Mm. Exponentially better yeah. numbers this time around. Yeah. Good to hear for Ring of Honor. Um, I think Tony Khan said that as soon as they uh, booked the, or announced that they were booking the FTR and Briscoe's match, like within, like, but then the next day they sold almost like 1,500 more tickets and like yeah, less than. Had, they had like, like, like two. An hour. They had like two hundred tickets or some something wild sold. It just was the, very just for the beginning, and then it was like as soon as they announced that tag match, they just, skyrocketed. Yeah, it was a pretty, it's a pretty okay card, I guess. Um, it was an interesting card. I mean, it's, it's, a it's okay. It. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yep. Uh, Pat and I tried to watch it when we got back. Dog, I don't think I've ever slept that hard in my life. Bro. I was so tired all weekend. It was a mess. Um, we open our uh, our night off with Alex yeah. Zane versus Swerve. Um, this felt like a big moment for Zane, man. Uh, he finally had eyes in Ring of Honor in AEW now. Um, and it just felt like 
he didn't do anything exciting about it. I mean, it's a big marquee matchup against Swerve, who's really had good eyes on him since his debut. And it just was like, it left me wanting more in a bad way. Um, <clears throat> it was fun, but if you've kept up with Alex Zane since he hit the indies again after leaving WWE, it's kind of the same old shit he's been doing. It was really yeah. safe, and I wanted more. Um, well, this, this is one... his this is his first match back since he got glass in his eye, isn't it? No, or did, he had been wrestling did he, that was he still? Oh, I mean, like, like this weekend was like his first time back after taking like a short break, right? I don't know. But like, I got glass in his eye, and he got like shards of glass in his glass arm. And that shit was gross. Yeah, he got his <laughs> fucking forearm cut half open or something. Yeah, that shit was nasty <laughs> as fuck. I just wanted more. It was a fun. And match. he came back looking like Johnny Depp. Jesus Christ. I love Alex Dane, man. He'd be liking my tweets sometimes when I tweet about him, but he looked like Jay Depp. He's hot, though. Uh, Jay Depp. Jay Depp. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, uh, Ethan Ethan, and Mr. Depp are cool like that, so you can call yeah, him Jay Depp. Best is they have a secret handshake and everything. Um, Swerve <laughs> wins via just a, a like a driver. Uh, I went two and three quarters, man. It was fine. Uh, Casey. Um. Um, I will say, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but, uh, Alex Zane's ring gear was very, uh, Nacho Libre inspired because it was red with like this color on the, on his belt and everything. So you know I, he's built from on the Indies, right? I no. Okay. So he's built from your nearest Taco Bell drive through. I mean, he's a sauce God. Yeah. 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 His finish was a crunch rice spring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the man's broke. I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> in my notes, I wrote Crunchwrap Supreme. Cannot believe I just had to write that. Because <laughs> they're like, and it's also just fucked to hear like Ian Riccoboni, who like I still I still revere him as being a very like solid or <laughs> commentator. So yeah, like very him, serious, very serious, very straightforward play by play commentator, and him being like, oh my god, the Crunchwrap Supreme. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, but yeah, like it was like everything Swerve did was cool, and then like Zayn was just kind of there for all of it. Like it was yeah. like it was just kind of like, can I do all this crazy shit? And like you just kind of stand around or lay around or do whatever I need you to do. And it was like, yeah, it's cool. Um, there was a really nice uh, snap suplex to rolling flatliner to the Swerve Stomp. That sequence was fucking great. But yeah, a lot of it's like it's like hats off to Swerve. Um, two and two and three quarters. Pat, I went three flat. Um, but I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. It's uh, I fuck with Swerve, man. I always fuck with Swerve. He's one of my faves at the current moment. But like, I feel like he has this, you know, this blueprint that works for him. For the most part, you just plug somebody in. Let me fuck you up. I'm gonna do my little spots, and then we're gonna keep it moving. I definitely wanted a lot more out of this match. I fucked with the poison run into the outside, even though it was completely unnecessary. Like you didn't have to fucking take that spot at all, but it was awesome. Um, and you know, I don't really have too many complaints other than the fact that you know this match could have had a lot more, and it could have been a lot better. That, that, that poison runner was fucking completely unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. hey, if you ask and they say yes, you just you mm-hmm. go for it. So let's do it, buddy. Uh, Cortland, I gave it three flat. Uh, I liked it for what it was. Like like y'all said, um, Swerve's just 
doing swerve shit and it looks great and mm-hmm. Zane's kind of here for it. But the poison run of the outside, even though it was unnecessary, super crazy and the crowd popped huge for it. So yeah. that was really cool. Uh the shooting star pressed to the bat of mm. um Swerve uh was super sick while he was like crouched over. Uh and I think they called the driver like the JML driver. Mm. Something of that sort. Um I mean, it's cool. I'm really surprised that they pulled out Poison Rana in the first 12 minutes of a pay-per-view when you have, like, so much more shit that you're supposed to be building to. But, hey, man, it, it got in, it got out. It made a lot more people enjoy Swerve stuff, and you got exactly what you expected out of it. I like it. Ethan? Uh, two and three quarters. I mean, y'all pretty much covered it all. I mean, Swerve's just a way bigger star than Alex Zane, and it's no hit on Alex Zane, because, I mean, I like him fun. I mean, he's fun on a lot of shows. Um, but truthfully, I feel like they kind of did this the best it could have went, because Swerve, you know, this to me, that I mean, I don't think they're putting that much stock in Alex Zane, so who knows? I mean, maybe they didn't want to give him a lot. You know what I mean? Maybe they were just like, go in and run Swerve's stuff, because we're going to be pushing him on this new brand, you know, so... Two and three quarters. It was just your standard indie opener, really. I'll agree on that. Our next match of the night had Ninja Mac coming out. Um, firstly. Oh, damn it, dude. You don't. forget? <laughs> I fucking God, love, I I fucking love Ninja Mac. I love Ninja I Mac. Ninja Mac had, up to this moment in time, had probably one of the best fucking weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man, because that was my first time seeing him wrestle in person. It was just like, seeing that shit live, seeing Ninja Mac live is like, I fucking recommend that the shit fact, to fucking everybody. The fact that he was billed for Bloodsport and it was confusing to everyone, and then him coming out and taking his fucking, his mask, fucking mask off. <laughs> and then doing the, the match fight, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because they technically call him fights for the. And I mean, he like, went he MMA fucking, on that. Shit, he, but he did. He did amazing, and he only did one fucking crazy flippy shit. <laughs> but like, he was able to still do something incredible for his skill set. And then he shows up a Ring of Honor. All right. Well, uh, his opponent was Tully Blanchard's new client, who turned out to be the Machine, Brian Cage. Um. He's now part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, and the whole match was to sell Cage. As a monster. And there's a deal. I get it. You guys want more for Ninja Mac. But of all people that are in Dallas that weekend, name me one more person who would sell the fuck out of a Brian Cage monster spot than Ninja Mac. I'll wait. Okay. So the thing, the thing, my argument to this is that the fans voted to have Ninja Mac on this card. I actually no, that. not a not a single fucking person wanted to watch him get his shit stomped in by someone who's clearly a big fucking dude. I, and if you're gonna let, if you're gonna I, have him do it, at least have him God, have some. You at least have him have some offense. I, 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 I'll wait my turn. Sweet, I'm going to Pat first. Cage kills Mac via drill claw. This was a star in a three quarter match, dude. I yeah. thought Ninja Mac looked fine. Um, I mean, he did what he needed to do, and he sold his ass off, and Brian Cage looked like a monster like they wanted him to. Pat, the floor's yours. You know, one and a half stars, bro. I don't, I, like, it's not, look, this match doesn't even really deserve a rating. It is what it is. Um, you know, they just wanted to fucking job out somebody, Brian Cage, and who, who better to do it than the guy that everybody voted to fucking be there. In my, in my opinion, like, that was funny to me. Like, 
but I'm a cynical piece of shit. Like it, it, it's, it's like, funny. It's like it's equal parts funny and equal parts like what the fuck? Like, yeah, you kind of um, laugh at it where you're just like Jesus Christ! Like what are you doing? And it's like it's 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 cool that you know it it sucks because like you know Mike Mike said while we were watching it it, it probably means that you're not going to see Ninja Mac and ROH ever again. But he also just signed to Noah, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 So it's like you had a good weekend, you get jobbed out on ROH, and then you get the fuck out of here and you go be Ninja Mac somewhere else where people are going to fucking appreciate and, you. know, him. once he works Noah and has yeah. a great show and like you know he will, you know he'll come back to ROH and have the dream matches. and Exactly. Yeah. Noah treat him like a king. Exactly. Yeah. So, Pat, you went star and a half? Yep. Cortland? I want to star in three quarters. It is what it is. I don't understand how it's a Tully Enterprise if you only have one employee. Um, <laughs> he has two. He has, two. He has, like those, he has that, three. That he has a tag team. team. Yeah. Is on and some other fucking dork. Yeah, yeah there's there's a big beefy, big meaty man slapping meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, y'all y'all say it all, man. Ninja Max great, he deserves better than this. Uh I don't hate Brian Cage. I've recommended Lucha Underground multiple times on this podcast. I think that he's done really good work elsewhere. Um, I just think the last few years, what we've been presented with is kind of just the shits, and it's kind of just made it worse and worse. Um, when I think of Lucha Underground, though, I don't think of Brian Cage. I just think of him being the big guy in those, mm, like, yeah. six-mans and, like, those packages. And he's always just the super big guy that's safe with the small guys. Everyone liked him, you know? Um, yeah. Hopefully that's still the case. Like, hopefully everyone still likes the guy. Yeah. Um, cause like he's super big, super safe. You he's know, I'm not gonna hate on him forever. Does everything. Do what? He's mega agile too. He does really everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, a guy that big doing what he can do is really impressive. It's just nobody wanted this shit, man. Like nobody woke up on Friday being like, "Damn, man, great wrestling on Thursday night." This weekend's just ahead of me. I can't wait for the second match on Modern Supercard, whatever it is, and then it's this, you know? So it's a star in three quarters, man. Nothing more. Ethan. Y'all said it all. I did a star in three quarters. My issue was more with the fact that they chose Brian Cage. They've tried to re rehabilitate Brian Cage as being more than what he is over and over again. They put him with Taz, and the booking sucked, admittedly. And then they're doing this. I don't see any different result than how Team Taz went. And I don't even want to hate on Brian Cage, but to me, he he's found his ceiling. And they keep. it seems like promotions want to keep pushing him further, and it just don't work. I don't think there's not a use for him, but the use isn't putting him with big-name managers and trying to make him a guy because he's not a main event. I'm sorry. Not to me. Like, I'm no, I don't think I – you know, I just don't see Brian Cage as a world championship worker. You know what I mean? Because he's a big guy, but he's largely about the spots, you know what I mean, and about being a base, you know what I mean, and throwing people around, you know. It's not like he's got some structure down or nothing like that, you know. So, Jim just going back to this well that, you know, Impact's done it, AEW's done it. Oh, let's shift him over to ROH so we can keep him on the pay rate. You know what I mean? It's just like, not that I care who Tully Blanchard manages in 2022, but I'm just like, whatever. Um, and then Ninja Mac. But I, I'm not really mad about it. it. It's kind of expected. And Ninja Max 
great. You know what I mean? He he was the best part of this to me. You know, he sold Brian Cage being an ass whooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. He took that German like a king, but. God damn. He took that like cross the, the fuck out of those. Like, what's that Brian Cage? of the ring cleared. Just yeah. like, <laughs> What do you think? I just wish crazy. I just wish they'd let Brian Cage pop up every you know keep him working you know I don't want the guy to lose his fucking job but they just no. want him to be so much more than dude just let him come in squash guys sometimes do flippy shit sometimes just plug him in somewhere he's a fun guy to yeah. watch sometimes but like I when said, man, he's the sixth he's that sixth dude in those ladder matches he's that scramble guy he's the big guy that you want in there that'll take those spots um, and like he's worked with so many different people like. I don't think that there's another big guy that takes her Karana's as well as Brian Cage does, you yeah. know? So like, you can put him in these crazy matches, and he's going to have that good formula that everyone's going to just enjoy and deal with. But, like... <sighs> right? Yeah. <You> don't... <laughs> well, what else is there to say about Brian Cage? I mean, at least we know why he's still under con a Tony Khan contract. Right, you know, because for for the last like how many months, everyone's been like, "Where the fuck is he?" And then eventually, <laughs> it leaks that like he wasn't being released. He's staying under contract, and everyone's like, "But fucking where and why?" And at least we now know where and the why. So yeah, at least we got answers for fucking once in pro wrestling. God damn it! <laughs> um, I'm left with so many questions. You didn't give a rating. I did star and three quarters. Star and three quarters. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm all good. Casey. I mean, it's a star in three quarters. I just, I don't understand why we're having to reintroduce Brian Cage to an audience that everyone Nothing knows. new. Nothing new. Here's another, here's an old white man instead of Taz. You know what I mean? It's all and that's the other part, too. I'm like, I can't, okay, I can understand. I don't already forgot their fucking names <laughs> of the tag team. But, like, the guys that are in the tag team stable of this enterprise are newer guys. So, like, having yeah, them with this... someone, let them get pushed is fine, but, like, Tully's not a fucking mouthpiece. Yeah. Like... How many fucking great promos have you heard from that motherfucker? Wait, is one of Tully's new guys named Khan? Khan and Toa. It's the Gates of Agon. so many sure. Khan's right <laughs> The Gates of Agon. It's where all their promos and matches are going to be agony. <laughs> like, um, my thing is, I would have rather just Cage stayed with Taz, to be honest. It fit him better. Yeah. The problem yeah. I still have with fucking... I, I don't even want to get into that fucking... Into Team yeah, Taz. Yeah. That, fuck, that whole entire faction is just a waste of time. But, like... Yeah. It didn't... It just, like... I just wanted—I just wanted Ninja Mac to have more fucking time. I just wanted him to actually be able to do more than, like... Yeah, he got his flip out to where, like... Brian catching him was fucking cool as shit because, like, yeah. it's impressive to fucking catch someone that's literally flipping out of the fucking sky. It was one like, of those... It was one of those moments, like, where you knew... Like, in the beginning of the match, like, it was one of those moments where you knew instantly how the match was going to go, though. Yeah. Like, as soon as he caught him that first time, you're like, oh, well, it's going to be one of these. As, as soon as fucking <laughs> Brian came out, I was like, god damn it. I, like, right? there was... I just, like, yeah, it's... We all love Ninja Mac. It's nothing against the match. It's just like the way they went about it was just not necessary. And Totally Enterprises is going to do great on ROH television. Yeah, shit the bed. Good lord. All right, our next match had Jay Lethal taking on Lee Moriarty, who had Matt Seidel in his corner. Uh, Matt Seidel was hurt again. I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe I just don't watch Dark or Dark Elevation enough. Um, anyway, I fucking... <laughs> I fucking hey man, love. come on now. 
I... Well, don't don't get on Matt Sidell like that. There's a lot. Of, man, we just talked about Brian Cage, and you gonna shit on Matt Sidell, bro? Hey, buddy, I didn't say anything good about Brian Cage. Uh, oh, I well, fucking, you know who I'm gonna say good things about? Motherfucking Lee Moriarty. That's who I'm gonna say good things about. A true king, Tiger style forever. Um, it was weird seeing Lethal work heel throughout this entire match, but. Uh, in the end, it makes sense, and you get really good fire from like underneath from Moriarty throughout this. I thought it was great. Um, he's only twenty-seven, so yep. he still has a long future ahead of him. Um, after a really fun sequence of pins, Lethal kind of gets annoyed and low blows Moriarty, and hits the Lethal injection for the three count. Um, after the match, Lethal attacks Matt Seidel until Sanjay Dutt comes in the ring and says, "Hey, buddy." Calm it the fuck down. Um, this was great, man. Uh, I went three and a half on it. I thought it was awesome. And Cortland, I'm going to start with you. I, w- I went three and a half as well. I really liked this match, man. And I, I'm not a big fan of Jay Lethal, but I think that Lee worked it just right. And uh, I'm interested to see what Lethal does in this heel role. Because I think this is what's been missing for a long time is him being on a big national television platform and him be able to be a dick, even though how weird it is that he's going to be one. Um, I think it's going to work out better in his benefit. You know, like he got lost in the shuffle in AEW. I mean, three matches in, you know what I mean? Like no one gave a shit. They're like, Oh, sick. The next week, it's like nothing different to the table, man. He's just another guy, man. But, and and that's the worst part. It's not, it's not only that you're just another guy. You're still that other guy from those other companies for others ago. You know what I mean? Like you've been doing the same shit for so long and it's never truly worked for me, at least. It definitely Uh, did when he was with house of truth and ring of honor. I will make that argument. Was fucking okay. that, that run was nuts. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but like for me, I've never really been a fan of it. I hate. I feel like the biggest thing that's always turned me off about him is the the macho man shit. And it doesn't matter if you're really good at it, you're whatever about it. It's like, dude, I understand that you as a person don't have a good enough gimmick, so you're just gonna use an old one. But like, and like, be like, oh, I'm super good at it. But like, dude. Mike's good at Razor Ramon. He does it for five minutes on the breakdown on Up and Over Podcast.com. He doesn't make it his life. How, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, first plug, of all, dude. that was a beautiful plug. Episodes every Friday. Up and over podcast. You, show, you get to watch it with us. We break it down with you. Hell oh, of a fun time. Real fast, we're gonna plug uh our TLC match for our first one got picked for next week so we will have you yeah. again um how fucking mad did you get when lethal was coming out and had the beginning of macho man's yo oh man I, that was... that's his theme song in AEW. that's his AEW. no but i just like it's just for for today because i don't know how often you want Cortland watches dark either like occasionally i just and we just to watch it for lethal this. Do what, Ethan? No, I'm just gonna wait my turn. Okay, um, but well, I'll say, man, it's I get it why they're doing this. It should happen. He's already been lost in the shuffle. They're doing the whole like, oh, he's got seven wins, but his last four matches have all been losses. He's getting frustrated. All that good shit. He does this. Um, Sanjay Dunn, you know, 
uh, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just a wow, man. It's just like, holy shit, where the fuck's Code Red at? Um, I don't know what else to say other than Lee Moriarty is the shit, and uh, he needs to be used more. I'd love to see a really good package between him and Wheeler Yuta. I think those dudes could tear that shit up in a pure Ring of Honor championship match. I feel like those, that's the end goal here, right? Like, Jay Lethal should want this title, but in reality, um, we get to run it back, and Lee finally gets the win for number one contendership, and we run that fucking Wheeler Yuta match, and buddy, it's going to be 20 minutes of a hell of a good time, and hopefully that's where this goes. Beyond that, I give this match what did I say? Three and a half stars, right? Three and a half, yeah. It's about. three and a half, and it's 110% nothing to do with Jay Lethal. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Ethan, it's officially your floor. I'm ready for all the Jay Lee, my friend. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time. What did you say? Look, dude, I'll let you go. I love that you guys fuck with Jay Lethal, because I sure fucking don't. Go ahead, Ethan. <laughs> Hello? I don't fuck with Jay Lethal. No. Have you been listening to Will? Is this thing on? <laughs> um, I went three and a quarter on the match. Um, it was good, which shocked me. Because um, I'm just, just i just going to compare it to the other recent Jay Lethal match I saw, which was against Adam Cole on Dynamite, and it fucking sucked. That shit was garbage. Dude, it was dog shit. Because, I mean, neither one of those boys know when to fucking stop. So they went out there and shit to bed on live television. <laughs> so here, Lee Moriarty reined it in a little bit and said, Hey, buddy, we're having a wrestling match. And Lethal was like, All right, well, I'm going to be mean for a little bit. So I'm actually having a little substance I do and not just run my formula. Um, so it didn't feel like 2013, 2014 ROH rehash, which is what that fucking Dynamite match was. We've seen it. We don't want it. Take it off and... Don't even leave it in ROH. Send that shit somewhere else. But anyways, uh, Lee Moriarty's great, um, and I really enjoyed him here. Um, I didn't expect it to be good just because of how bad Lethal is of, 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 at this point. Um, how many small package pins does this man have? That's all he does, bro. You get near the end stretch, you got fucking good. You're like, they're so good. It's like a flip. Oh, you thought. Oh, you thought. Lee loved to roll around in that ring because he can't do nothing else. Hey, but Lee, Moriarty, Lee Moriarty put on for it though, bud. Yeah, yeah, but Lee does every match near the end. He everything's the, the every, this shit, bud. Everything's the end of the world for Jay Lethal and Adam Cole these days. Uh, so yeah, three and a quarter. Lee Moriarty rocks. Marquee here, bud. Huh? Adam Cole's not even on the marquee here. I know, but buddy. He's barely had a good match since he's been in AEW. I can't not slander him, too, but Oh, man. Oh, he's had he... one or two that were passable, and the rest were dog shit. So you're going three and a half or three and a quarter on it? Three and a quarter, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, final words about Lee Moriarty. Me? Yes. Fucking awesome, dude. Like, he, like, that's the thing. He's in here with a veteran, right? But you know what I mean? To me, he's like being more fucking conscious he's of what they're doing. Man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Lethal's and like. I don't know. He's just a great, you know what I mean? He's going to be fucking phenomenal in years to come. This is someone that they can build the Ring of Honor brand around if they want. Then when he back up on the Dynamite or how... Um, fuck yeah. I like it. Casey? I went three on it. Um, Jay Lethal... <laughs> We're just dropping. 
<laughs> There's only one franchise in professional wrestling. And that's Shane motherfucking <laughs> Douglas. Don't you dare call yourself the freaking franchise. I was mad as what shit during that promo. I was... My I first note literally mind. is... You're a wannabe. You're nothing but a pussy. Literally, <laughs> my first note is there's one franchise, and that's Shane Douglas. God damn it. <laughs> Don't you take this from me. So, the match is fine. It's a Jay Lethal match. I will say... The man, his lethal injections, clean as fuck. I don't give a fuck it's about so anything stupid. else. It is it, flawless every time. Kudos to him. What really sold me on this was the fucking commentating on the low blow. Just the like disappointed yeah. parents, <laughs> like like Ian yeah. just being like, dude, like what the fuck, man? Like, are you fucking kidding? like? It's just it's super low. It's like hella monotone and he's just like why are, we, why, like, are we, why are we doing this he's like, like i'm he's... so disappointed in jay lethal and then i forgot caprice, which, caprice was like uh yeah. he's like he looks like he's disappointed in himself and i was like <laughs> dude what a fucking call yeah because they, they, they cut like, to him after the win and he's just like oh my god and like yeah it's like that whole that whole time of them co- like doing the commentating on it sold the fuck out of it for me that was the best like, part of the match because like the, for me for lethal lethal's lethal's literally on the offense 90 percent of this match lee gets a lit like not a whole lot in so there's no reason for him to feel like i can't beat this guy like get the it was not necessary like it wasn't the other way around where he was like i'm just getting fucking he's wrestling circles around me and the only way I'm going to win is to cheat. Like, it just felt weird anyways, but I guess we got to turn him heel somehow, so kick him in the balls. Like, but yeah, like, mm-hmm. the that, uh, Caprice Coleman and, and Rick and Bonnie fucking sold that for me, so it gets a three, but like, one franchise. That's did, it. did Lethal win this? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, Man. <laughs> the funniest part is, they are so upset about him doing the low blow, but Ian still calls lethal injection like he always has. Yeah, lethal! He's like, lethal injection! injection. Like, and he's just like, ah, this fucking piece of shit. Like, right after, he goes yep. right back to being like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> I just yeah. wish they would have had Moriarty go over and then lethal beat his ass after or something. You right. know what I mean? That's yeah. also Get a flash pin and then whoop his ass. Like, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Pat, what you got on it? Uh, I went three flat as well. Um, I'll give Lee three flat. Um, I don't give Jay Lethal goddamn anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's look, the match wasn't bad. It just was the mo- it was boring as fuck to me. At least I I was I fucking fell asleep three times last night. Fucking match, like like <laughs> three like, times in a fifteen minute match. That's every five minutes. <laughs> He'd roll back like, over and be like, "It's still on." It's still fucking on. Like it just it wasn't. It, I mean, it's just a precipice of everything fucking Jay Lethal is. Unspi- uninspiring, bro. Like, I, he doesn't do anything that I'm just like, this is fucking great. But, uh, and, like, you, you gave him offense the majority of the fucking match. Lee, Mur- I, I hate saying his last name, always fuck it up. Moriarty. But we know the fucking Lee Moriarty Lee. is, he's, he's the fucking shit, man. And if I were to put stock in a, you know, startup wrestler right now, that's the nigga I'm putting stock in. Him and Wheeler both. So, like, for... Him like I like the story or whatever, but for him to have this match with Jay Lethal and then Jay Lethal be wrestling for as long as he is and still not fucking be good, 
or you know what I mean. Like, or adapt, just, you know, and yeah, change what you're doing to make this guy look better, even exactly. though you're gonna beat him for no reason, you know. Literally, it's like you know, it could have been better. Could have been way better shit. It could have been good, you know. Like, but more, uh, did more for Lethal here than Lethal did for him. He made him look for him, and I agree with you hundred percent on that. I feel like he made him look good, which wasn't what was supposed to fucking happen, and that's why I don't go any higher than a three. And that's all I got to say about that. Casey said, uh, "I guess we had to turn him heel this way." I mean, they couldn't bring up his grooming accusations uh, on TV. It's so fun. Nope. Um, no one will ask about that in all these press conferences they'd be having either. No, but can't do that. Um, moving forward, we had a fun women's world championship match. Y'all like amazing. Gable Stevenson? Oh, buddy. Next. We had Willow take on Mercedes Martin interim Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Um, I don't know about y'all, and I can almost guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that Cortland hated this promo, but I loved it. I thought Willow was a bunch of fun here, and uh, I thought Mer- like Mercedes was just like, all right, well, you're cute and all, but I'm going to fuck you up, and uh, I thought it was great, um, but there was never any doubt in my mind that Mar- like Martinez was going to walk away with the win here. I was going to um, say something fucked up, dude. Never it was God damn it. This was fine. Nothing really stood out to me. uh, Martinez locks in the Brass City Sleeper for the submission win. It was a two and a half star match. It wasn't anything great. Um, Oh, God. What do you fuckers want, man? You're gonna uh-huh. you're gonna skip over fucking Willow doing a moonsault and crushing bro, bro. Mercedes Martinez's chest to where you can literally hear her go. Not only that, not only that, bro, she bro, lands. Bro, she lands. You guys aren't even highlighting yep. what the fuck happened during the moonsault. The bitch landed. I'm- on her fucking face. She on her, her face. face bro. And she like <laughs> caved her fucking chest in and she goes like afterwards. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna so give wild, this dude. I'm giving it over to Ethan and then we can make our way through. Ethan, what do you have on this match? Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Willow spots Nighting- of the whole paper. Huh? <laughs> Go ahead, bud. Uh Willow Nightingale, I'm glad she got this chance here. Um I like her. Mercedes Martinez, you know, she's good at what she does too. Um even though Lethal Moriarty didn't burn the house down, this was kind of in a cool-down spot considering you had the whole turn at the end, so the crowd was still kind of coming down from that. But, I mean, these ladies, you know, they worked hard and put on a good little match. I mean, it's an interim. So this is an interim title match, right? Yeah, it's Deanna Perrazzo comes up next. So Okay, well, at least you did something to get a story going it for that women's division. So, yeah, yeah, um, two and a half stars. I mean, it was it was solid, but that's about it. All, all right, got. Casey, since you're tweaking down there, bud, go ahead. Why? You have a fucking champion that's currently defending it. You don't need an interim champion. Let me feed you this one, bud. No. Go ahead. Just a feed fucking him. number one contenders match. That's all it had to be. Nah, bro, we go I'm, in interim. Bro. I'm going to read it, an exact quote from Deanna Parazzo. There's nothing more ridiculous than an interim world champion when I'm the reigning and defending Ring of Honor world's or women's world champion. So exact words in regards to the matter. It makes zero sense. And mm-hmm. I understand she's currently with Impact. I do not know where our relationship is with ROH and them. So I understand the need to get someone to potentially take the title off of her. But like you just now made your title even lesser than because you're not even respecting the current champion. There's not a in, there wasn't an interim pure championship, even though Josh Woods has been defending it everywhere else. 
I know we have a unification match going on later on, but like, there's no reason to make a second title. Yeah. The, the you don't even have a second show announced, bud. The women, the women of honor prior to this was borderline a laughing stock. So starting off oh, your yeah. your your resurgence of ROH with being like we don't give a fuck about our current champion. I understand she's literally doing another show at the exact moment. You don't need to make a fucking second title though. Like it, it, she's not hurt. <laughs> like it's not like she didn't lose the title. Like she's fucking in a couple buildings a couple miles down the road. <laughs> like we didn't need to do this. The match was fine. I have no real complaints about the match. I will say the moonsault's one of my favorite spots of the entire fucking night because Mercedes <laughs> Mercedes just <gasps> gasped like fucking Jesus Christ because that shit hurt. Um, Caprice Coleman said one of the funniest fucking things where I'm trying to remember if was it was it Mercedes? No, it was Willow was in the tree of woe, I believe. No, he just get, was it Mercedes in the tree of woe? And Caprice goes, if I, if you ever see my knees in that position, just call an ambulance. No, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck that, dude. My knees are not going to take it. Um, I gave it two and three quarters, but yeah, the whole interim thing fucking irritates my soul. So Irritates the entire soul. Pat, what you got I'm tired on? Of my I, gave it, I gave it two and three quarters as well. It was a solid match. Um, I, uh, I kind of agree with you about the interim thing, you know, when I listen to your words, you know, because I for sure didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I will like, also say I'm biased because, once again, Deanna Parazzo was my women's yeah, wrestler of the exactly. year. So, I, you I, know. I, I feel you. I feel you. Right, Casey, plug that year in, show. Goddamn right. Hey, look at y'all plugging, man. Got a damn bunch of sockets out here. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, you may as well call us a goddamn uh, power strip. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, Pat. My uh, my biggest takeaway from the match was the moonsault because I mean, she landed on her chest. Yes, but before she hit her chest, she landed on her face. Literally. Square on her face. So much Square so that Pat made me rewind it multiple times. She jumps and literally falls directly on her face, and then her body. Limps over and limps on her. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting, and for her and like she was visibly hurt from that, and I'm pretty sure concussed. And for her to finish that match, I I get I, I mean it's a lot of props yeah, for me because I was like it was fucked up, dude. She, like she looked like she was really hurt. The match was good, you know, solid. I don't really have too much to add. Um, obviously, I'm just waiting for that and waiting for that unification, baby. Just waiting for that unification. Yeah. It's gonna be a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went what? Uh, I went two and three. I like it. Uh, Portland, round us out here, bud. I went two and three quarters as well. Uh, I might be the outcast, man. I'm not a fan of Willow uh, that much. I like her work in the ring. I do not care for, like, the half Bailey, half uh, whatever you're doing. Like, I get the whole, like, be happy until somebody hits you really hard, and then you're just going to get really upset and temper tantrum. Like, that's really cool and all. Like, if you're on NXT 2.0 and coming out with, like, a fucking blanket and a pillow. Like, you can go do that kid shit. I want to watch... I don't know, man. It's Willow's not for me. I'm not going to... I'm just not going to say anything more than that. However, I think that um, Martinez did a great job in this match with her. I think she highlighted all the good stuff. 
that she can bring to the table uh, in, in your 11 to 13 minute match, mind you. Um, and the spot that they're in, like uh, Ethan said, is kind of like the pick me up after the heel turn. So like you're just given this position and it's get in, get out, make it look good. Um, not a whole lot of it looked great, but it looked passable. Um, the crowd enjoyed it and I'm not gonna try to beat it up any more than that. Um, I really am excited about this unification. Apparently everyone's doing it. I don't know why. Tony Khan loves his titles. Tony loves to unify, buddy. If Tony Khan can give everyone a belt, he would. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me, dude. I got six shows a week. I want one champion. Six shows, 320 days a year. I hope you don't blow your knees out with the weight of my whole company on your fucking back. Like, two and three quarters. That's it. Wow. They're going to step well in somebody's end. That let us hear. Jesus Christ. That's literally what happened. We don't work house shows, buddy. Um, hey, buddy. The Briscoes defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships against FTR. Can I get my rating and just get out of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, you can't. What's your rating, Pat? Nope. It's a five-star match, but I don't really want to talk <laughs> anything about it. I want Cortland to talk about this. All right, well, we'll get there. This match had been building for so fucking long, and it felt like we were never going to get it just because the Briscoes weren't ever going to get signed AEW. Uh, but Tony Khan said, fuck it, I'll just buy Ring of Honor. And that's how we ended up here. Um, there's a holy shit chant before the bell ever even gets rang. Um, that's awesome. And it that's was just awesome. Um, it was hard-hitting, it was gritty as fuck, and it was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, Dax and Jay ended up face-to-face, and the place came unglued just by them shit-talking each other nose-to-nose. It was awesome. Dude, the um, headbutts. Cash walks up and just fucking like chin out first and then just smacks his forehead like right into him. And, and Mark's like, What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> that shit hurt. Like, he he yeah. keeps backing oh, up and Cash is just God. like, Hey, the bro. The commitment to the bit was insane. That shit hurt. The suplex from the apron was insane. Like the outside, insane. <laughs> the big rig from the Briscoes popped me big. Big. It was a sick near fall. I loved it. Uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. It delivered on every bit of the hype. Um, FTR hits a big rig for the three, and we have new champions. Post-match, the two teams shake hands. The crowd's chanting, thank you, Briscoes. And the Young Bucks come down and super kick the Briscoes until FTR comes down to make the save for them. Um, Casey, this is going to you, bud. Oh, you're an asshole. Oh, I'm wait. A- hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I went. I went five stars on it. I just do love the. Pre- I just want to point out that you just failed to mention the FTR called the Young Bucks pussies on microphone. Twice. <laughs> like, Can you pussies Twice. hear me? <laughs> Twice. Uh, that's the best way to check if your mic is working. Just <laughs> can you pussies hear me? Um, the John Jones pussy. <laughs> hey pussy, can you still hear me? Yeah. Um, this is a five star match, and I don't know what the fuck else you'd want from it like it's always one of those things where like people are like oh like every like all these guys from AEW and ROH they do all these super kicks and Canadian destroyers and they do all these things there's one flip one dive and that's it this is borderline a control your narrative wet dream 
my There's God. nothing else going on in this. It's just pure ass beating. This match is fucking perfect. It's probably my match. It's currently my match of the year. This is a control your narrative wet dream. It's my favorite match of the year. I fucking hate this. Well, Border control line. your narrative. Wish Border they line. could control a narrative like this, but they couldn't. They couldn't even write a fucking narrative. <laughs> they won't even look close to this. Casey, is there anything else you'd like to add, sir? LeBron Strowman can even read or write. Uh, <laughs> that man stared a hole through me, bro. He was, he was, he was, he was, the wall looks stupid as shit. He was signing all of his eight by tens with crayon. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Like this. <laughs> yep. He's signing shit this way. If you bring him an old one, he draws his haircut on it. <laughs> it's just literally three three times. Just three lines. <laughs> Casey, anything else you'd like to add? That's fucking great. Pat, is there anything you'd like to add on top of your five star rating? Um not really. Uh, it's a five. It's a five star fucking match. It's exactly what the fuck you wanted out of this shit. I will say this: I initially didn't want to give it five stars, only because the only reason why I did give it five stars is because I didn't want to rate anything else on this card higher than this match. So I had to give it five stars. Um, uh, it's perfect fucking match though. You can't really fucking ask for anything else. I think, and I hope that they have another one, and I hope that it's better than this one. I don't know how you get better than this one, but I feel like there's something you can do. Maybe a stabbing. Who knows? Keep moving. Oh my God, uh, Cortland, floor is yours. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a super supermark for FTR, so I'm gonna do what they've been saying all weekend. They this is a six star match because they are six time world champions. Six. Um, but other than that, it's five star. I am so glad that Cortland Meltzer is the first one to break the scale. Portland yes. Fuck you, um, yes. I said six stars. They're doing this thing on Twitter and everywhere that they've won six different tag team championships. So they're now they're six star FTR, which is sick. Nobody uh, saw me just crack myself in the face, Cortland. Uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna open up the Patreon with exclusive content of you giving us a tour of your office, quote unquote. That is just a bunch of papers fucking thrown everywhere. Sweet. Okay, glad. Go ahead. Floor's yours. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff in here. Obviously there's a lot of great wrestling that you would expect out of FTR, but it's surprising how great Briscoes are, um, when it comes to being able to match them. Um, this has all your good stuff, man. Uh, Cash is really working on his hip tosses and like, he hasn't done them in years and he's just pulling them out every fucking night now. Uh, they look fantastic. He did a fireman's carry, dropped into an arm bar that looked super smooth for me. Uh, they, everyone, I think almost everyone bleeds in this match, right? Except for Cash, I think. Um, he gets blown gets on, but I don't think it was his. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was Jay's. Because um, they're just fucking, <laughs> everyone was they're laying it in, man. Uh, Jay gets opened up and then... Uh, Dax is working just solid, close fists, and his perfect camera shot zooms in of like you see blood come off of his face and all like like a perfect two like all real two, cheese, you know two I mean? like, cameras get sprayed with his blood. Yeah, it's man. fucking um, great. There's a lot of great stuff. Them stealing the finisher is fantastic. Uh, of course, I love them slowing this match down, including after such a chaotic outside, which felt like a third quarter or fourth quarter piece of this match, and then you slowed it down again. 
Um, there's so many spots where this crowd just loses their minds thinking that it's over. It can't possibly go any further than this. Um, and then obviously we get the perfectness that's at the end for me. Um, I don't know if y'all heard it, but at the end, whenever they give the belts to FTR, uh, Dax isn't like sitting in the corner and cash walks up to him and puts the belt down. He says, should we go bow to them? And he says, yeah. And they yeah, get up. That was and cool. That he was lays the belt cool down. Shit. And like, none of that shit's planned. Like mm-hmm. they, did that because they genuinely uh, got respect from each other. Beyond that, I thought that they would never get respect due to as soon as Dax gets into the ring and does a double uh, leg takedown, he just stands over Jay and spits in his face and flicks him off. And it just oh, gets out of Jesus the Christ, dude. And then he just walks around and cashes in between them being like, what are you doing? What was that? Well, could you start you start the fucking match where they don't do code of honor? They smack the yeah. fucking hands away. Uh he, he spits in his fucking I was like I I fucking slumped I was like, out of my chair. They're never gonna get it. Like they're just gonna beat each other up for real. And it was awesome, dude. Um there's really cool DDT from Cash on the Outside that I enjoyed. Um, you know, Doomsday device being reversed and just the timing of it. It's just so good, man. Um, Again, man, it's five stars. If you have not seen this match, go out of your way to see it. If if FTR is one of those teams that you've watched in AEW recently, and you're like, oh, they just don't impress me. I don't see what it is. Um, They just haven't had that match for me yet. You need to check this one. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Oh, man. Uh, Ethan, we've all gone five. Are you going to do the same? Why'd you have to open this up like that? <laughs> you fucking asshole. I was gonna, like, I, I was gonna open and gush about the things I love about this match, which is the whole thing, truthfully. But now you want me to open up with the moment that's gonna take the breath out of it because I didn't go five stars. I know you didn't. <laughs> I went four you and went three quarters. Four and three. <laughs> yeah, it, no. I didn't want to. I did, I initially went four and three quarters in the match. It's just I rated something else four. And so, uh, that's okay, crazy that's, you went four and three quarters on something else on this match on the I see. that's wild um but so now that my rating's out of the way um this match was just fucking great um i love the build up to it and i love that as soon as they got in the ring the atmosphere was there and that because i was kind of worried you know with it being roh you know what i mean is this gonna live up to what it can be um and i think it certainly did um and these are two teams who I feel like aside from the Young Bucks in the last 10 years, if you can make a case for any other two teams potentially being on that greatest all-time list, these are the two teams. I think the reason, I think the reason, and obviously you know where I stand. For me, the reason the Briscoes aren't there is because they were competing on a dead brand from like 2010 to fucking now. You know what I mean? So they had this gap where they were doing good work, but it's not really being seen and it's not in a good atmosphere for it to be put on the pedestal. It needs to be put on them with FTR. To me, I think they're really fucking finding their groove. I know they always had the, but, and the DIY matches were good and stuff, but now I think we're going to see peak FTR. Like this is one of the first matches I feel like in the, not that their stuff before was bad. You know, I know I wasn't into it before, but that doesn't mean it was bad. But to me, they're about to fucking go even further than they were before. And I think this match there's another testament to it. They're my tag team of the year so far. Everything they have done fucking in the last six or eight months has just been 
phenomenal shit. Great, you know, it's undeniable. And, it's, and I just see them going for that. And that's part of the reason I'm sticking with my four and three quarters, but this fucking rule. But like, like, you know, they can do more yeah. as well. I really and truly believe because FTR as a team can be more than what they are. Because, you know, I know you guys love them and you always have. And I love them. Just now starting to love them or just now being like, oh, they're kind of fucking. And to me, to me, the reason I've started to like them is because I feel like they're really getting into the new music. You know what I mean? And just they're, they're being able to fully be with the vision they've always had. Because this old tag team, you know what I mean? But now they're they're getting themselves where they're working now. They're getting to do every little thing they want to do. You know, all this Bret Hart tribute stuff. All this just little stuff where they get to truly show who they are. Um. And I think this was just the start of that. I think this match could be looked back on as the start of an all-time fucking great run for them. That's just yeah. where I stand on it. Because I don't know, aside from the DIY matches, this might be the best FTR match ever. You know what I mean? Um, and then the Briscoes, I don't know if they're going to go on a tear from here, but I think with this spotlight they've had on them, and even if they do drift off and work the indies or whatever, because it don't seem like nobody's really wanting to touch them right now. Um from 2005 to 2010, you could not fucking touch the Briscoes. Um, they're some. They're probably the best brawling tag team of the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, these guys, and that's what I loved about the dynamic of this too. You know, you had the traditional tag team, and then you had the Briscoes. Like they just want to whoop your fucking ass. They're dirty. They're nasty. They bite. They bleed. They don't give a fuck. So it was the perfect dynamic. Um, and I just really think, you know, this just really added to my case for FTR being awesome and made me even more. So, I think that's really all I got. I love the match. Um, and, God, I love the ending. Not, you know, just because the Young Bucks got involved, but I just, this Bucks FTR 2, you're going to finally have fans. You have even more of a story. It's just going to fucking rock, dude. You got, like, three yeah, of the best tag teams. In attendance, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got fans there because last time you didn't. Right. Um. So, I mean, that we could be looking at another four and three quarter five-star match come Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Um. So... Just fucking good shit, man, all around. Um, uh, last thing I'll say, I feel like FTR is just now hitting that like stride of where people are like, "Oh, I'm starting to believe in them now." Because like they've exactly. always believed that they're the best, but they always felt like they haven't proved that mm. they're the best yet. And now that people are starting to like be like, "Oh shit, they might be in the top five, top three best tag teams yep. of the last decade," and now that they're hitting that like. Oh, they get it now. They're starting to like actually dip into their bag. And be like, well, if they like this, they're probably gonna like if I did this. And now it's really finding yeah. that groove that's really gonna make them stand out and stand the test of time. Well, I think what's what's held them back for me is just, you know, and obviously I watch a lot of independent wrestling. A lot of people still oh, really appreciate. You just oh, clipped out entirely. Cut out here. a little bit, yeah. No, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I know I watch a lot of, you know, independent wrestling and obscure Japanese wrestling, all this stuff with a lot of people who aren't very known, but I still really fucking love and think building superstars and big names and big fight feel people are important. And, you know, if I'm going to give someone five stars, I'm going to say they're an all-timer. I want to feel excitement as soon as they pop out. And I'm starting to get that with FTR, especially after matches like this. You know, I didn't get that before. You know, even earlier this year when I started making them, I was like, oh, they're getting really good. They're getting really good. But I feel like they're going to get to the point. It's just when they come out, people are going fucking ape shit because 
you know i think there's that team i think the thing with them that was always hard for people to really fully get behind was that they came in where like the bucks were the tag team you wanted to be and they said fuck everything that they're doing yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna give you we're gonna give you fucking Arn and Tully. You're gonna get some old school shit, and like it mm-hmm. was cool because it was super different, but like it had to grow on people, and it grew on them for their time in NXT. And we're like we got some good matches out of that, and like they kept yeah. doing it, they kept doing it, but like I feel like with them just being like, now we're the we're the fucking thing, we're the goddamn yeah. tag team that you want to be, and I think. Mr. Mr. Khan fucking th- saw it and was like, here's the keys to the kingdom, fucking take them. And they're yeah, like, cool, and- we're going to do all the shit that we've always wanted to do, but we were always scared that people weren't going to like it, and this is the shit we're getting for it. Like, this is, think- the, this is the level of shit. And I think just getting to know them as individuals as well. They're getting to have singles matches. You're getting these interviews where Dax is telling personal stories about his life. And WWE, you know, this is just for me personally, somebody who didn't watch WWE from 2015 to really even now that's kind of when i stopped i would tune in for the big takeover matches and i saw the matches with diy and the stuff like that but the style they're working doesn't lend well to them not having that much personality or backstory to their character so i couldn't sit there and you know they didn't you know they're old school so they're just like we let the world tell the story but i won't lie this might make some people mad but when i first see them i'm just like oh two old white guys who like to do shit the old way and it's just like they're working slow and they're working on and it just was like Oh, that was a good match that did some cool shit, but like, where, where's my investment? What's making me say, oh, fuck yeah, Dax, Harwood, and Cash, really? Now you're getting the grit. You're getting to know these guys, these interviews and stories, and just them being able to be, like, you feel a, a personal connection. They got to feel like people for you to want to fucking grip your seat and be fucking in for the ride, you know what I mean? And yeah. they're, you know, they're there, they're, they're, they're there, man. So, I love it. Mm-hmm. And shout out those, uh, those trunks that they were wearing. Like oh the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your baby I was about to say, those need to get turned into shirts fucking immediately. And we're all um, going to wear them together. <laughs> so, just a, qu- a quick tidbit that stood out to me uh, in, in, in the promo video for this. Um, they had promo like of FTR in an AEW ring doing their whole like, ah, ah, hug. And like, in a match. That match if I'm not mistaken, was taking place like that. It, it oh, just yeah. took place. Was it on Rampage? It was on Rampage. They came out with the uh, the Skyhawk gear, but in the promo package for the Briscoes, uh, the first thing they showed was them in the Skyhawk. Which, if you were watching it real time, that match hadn't had happened yet. Good stuff. I loved it. Uh, I laughed about it with that. Um, moving forward, your Ring of Honor television championship took place. Uh, you want to talk about a cooldown match? Woo! We had Rhett Titus defending the Ring of Honor television championship against the king, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, this was a five-minute ass-beating already, boy. Uh, he got the piss beaten out of him. Um, he just got the shit kicked out of him by Murder Grandpa himself. Uh, Suzuki wins via Gotch-style pile driver. And is your new Ring of Honor TV champion after, like I said, like five minutes and change. It was a two and a quarter match. It was fine. It did what it needed to do. And uh, I guess Red Titus is on to uh, bigger and better things, hopefully. Pat, what you go? I went two and a half stars. Um, I mean, it is what it is, bro. It ain't nothing crazy. Uh, you know, Suzuki's a fucking dad, dude. Like, <laughs> I, it's just so awesome. 
time because you don't do too much but beat ass. So it's like I'm fucking sold every fucking time. Um, it was awesome. I uh, submission specialist. It was good submissions, fucking attempts and shit. It's just you know it is what. It is. Oh, there ain't really too much to add to this. Cortland. Yeah, I went two and a quarter. Um, I wanted more of a Suzuki match, but what more do you really want? He's just gonna beat you up. Um, I think this is a weird situation. I feel like this is kind of one of those. Khan really likes this guy. I think he's really gonna pull the demo that I really want. Um, so let's put him on pay per view while he's had four matches in the city today. And it's a guy that I can get in in five minutes, get him to his next match, get him a payday to where he comes back. And I control that investment by putting a championship on him. That's supposed to be a new era. Um, Why you're doing a new era with a grandfather, I don't know. A Um, partner grandpa? (laughs) But, like, is it going to work? Hell fucking yeah, it's going to work. Um, I think it's going to do just what you want it to do. Um, How long is it going to work? I don't know, but um, it's two and a quarter. Nothing crazy to hype on. Thank God that they kept the next match short after going through a thirty-minute ride that we went on for the tag. I'm I'm gonna say they fucked up the order of these matches. (laughs) I was exhausted after after I was like, I don't know if I can fucking take any more this weekend. And there's like three days left. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. that's yeah. I don't know, but Suzuki, what a god, uh, Ethan. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. You know, it's kind of funny just to think that Tony was just like, "Oh, Suzuki's in town. Let's strap him." A minute. You know, fuck it. Uh, you Suzuki's know. your Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor champion now, huh? You know. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm all for it. I mean, they've had people from New Japan run the TV title before. Team Kashida held well around. Um, I think it's awesome because I think it gives him a chance to keep that relationship there and be like, all right, we'll give your guy one of our belts and let him take it back. And, you know, that gets ROH's title. They actually had it defended in Japan. So they'll probably have Suzuki run a fucking title defensive, you know? So I think it's good for everybody. I mean, who else should be TV champion right now, to be honest? I mean, ROH is a depleted roster with a bunch of AEW guys, you know? Got to build it back up. Just build that shit back up. And whoever fucking finally beats Suzuki, inevitably be put over by it. You know, fuck, run Yuto against his ass and have him get the shit beat out of him somehow. You know, something cool fuck. Well, I, I, say, I say run John against him, bud. Let Mox hit that one more time. Yeah. Moxley and ROH just That's seems weird. weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Weird thought. That's fucking weird, but I'll... I'll it is it. weird, but dude, it works. He is the dude that wears the cut-up jeans, a leather jacket, just... He's a fucking weirdo that fits in the small fight fight area that yeah. is Ring of Honor. Yeah. Fight you know? Shit, uh, and he can work all the styles that is from pure Ring of Honor <laughs> rules uh, to just the pure Ring of Honor ass whoopers that he could put out for you. And Suzuki, if he's able to get what he's doing over in Ring of Honor, then I feel like Moxley could easily go over there and work the program with him no longer, no wider than three matches, 15 minutes a piece. You get exactly what you want and a lot of money paid at gate. So it's a win-win. Agreeance. I agree. Ethan, what'd you go? Two star. Two flat. Yes. Yeah, so... Got in, got out. Uh, Casey. 
um, I like to assume, I already talked to Mike about this, I like to assume the people that purposely watch ROH um, are a little bit like more knowledgeable wrestling fans. So when Minaro fucking Suzuki comes out and you are not clapping to the song after he fucking three different times is asking you to clap along to the song. Like the whole entrance was fucking ruined and you could tell on his face that he was like, these pieces of shit ruined my entrance. The first time he shows up on during this weekend, Mike and company literally clip microphones on the live feed. It's that loud. And there's like four people that are smatter applauding to one of let's arguably go, my favorite people. The, the boys and company. I don't want to be the single. The single I'm just saying. You're we'll the first person I looked at. Um, Rhett Titus looks like a fucking jacked Stevie Richards. And like that couldn't get that out of my fucking brain. Um, the fact that he's been, that they're billing him to have this super devastating drop kick and Minoru Suzuki just fucking no sells the shit out of it. There you go. There's your, there's your, there's your champ, there, boys. That's that's what we think about him. Um, this is arguably Suzuki's worst match of the weekend. Um, right. Two and two and a half. It is for sure his worst match of the weekend. You get in, you get out. Uh, oh wow! Um, your next match was Josh Woods defending the Ring of Honor Pure Championship against Wheeler Yuta. Uh, this was exactly what both men needed it to be, man. Uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Wood started the match looking like an animal. Uh, Wheeler was really working behind with his rope breaks being taken away pretty early. Um, it was weird because the crowd felt restless at times throughout this. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, they were invested. And then it was like, hey, buddy, let's move the fuck on. Hey, let's get to the next thing, you know? Um. But, you know, I guess it's to be expected, especially with a lot of fans shitting on Bloodsport. Like, I, I just don't think that there's a lot of understanding of that style um, with, like, pure rules specifically. Like, it can be a little boring if you're expecting other things. Fucking um, spots. Fucking yeah. spots. I, lo- yeah. I, like, I love the concept like of it, pure. but, like... But it's definitely not for everybody. No. Definitely just like, not for Just everybody. like Bloodsport. They're not for everyone, but I feel like there's a lot of people that could appreciate it i i'm gonna say that this this suffered i think a lot for where it was on the card yeah um and uh wheeler wins uh via a pinfall like it was a cradle pin that he did um and he feels like the perfect guy for a ring of honor pure championship run he just feels like the right guy with with you know and him assume presumably going up with danielson you know and him if Danielson and Mox's wing, and Danielson's got his pure champion that he fucking bullies, but also takes under his wing. That shit's fucking perfect, dude. Give me what I want. Um, I started the last match with uh, with Pat, so let's start with Cortland this time around. Court, what did you go? I went uh, three and a quarter on this one. Uh, Court, what'd you go on it? I went three and a half. Uh, I like this match. I think Wheeler Yuta is a, it's a hell of a talent, man. That guy can go and go and go. Uh, he's very believable in the ring. Um, and Josh Woods, man, he made him look fucking fantastic. So uh, shout out to him for that. Uh, Yuta does a 
gorgeous bridging deathlock that he's been doing week in and week out on fight rampage and it fucking is truly a spectacle to see um there's good work here there's it's just a lot of weird placements at times like casey said it just feels like this isn't exactly where you wanted this to be on the card for the story that you're telling in the ring um but overall i think they did a fantastic job i love uh pure honor rules um we were you to losing all of his rope breaks uh is one of my favorite things and it, it, there's so much that you can go off of uh storytelling wise in the ring with that rule and so many others in pure honor so uh i enjoy these matches more than i enjoy your typical match that you'd see in your opener that had a poison rana in it in the first five minutes um it's, it's just crazy. It's, Who would do that? <laughs> um, it doesn't make sense. Not but, anyone uh, on this card. What? Uh, Will you, man? I, I hope that uh, he gets alongside with uh, Regal and everybody, and I think that Please. I think that's going to be a hell of a time. I think that bringing like you could do it in a really cool way, where William Regal's jumping back and forth from Ring of Honor to be with Yuta, and then he's going back to Dynamite to do commentary during a uh, Brian Danielson match, you know. Um, there's a lot you can do with it, and uh, hopefully we don't see the last of Yuta for the next years, man, because it looks like the ball's starting to roll finally. And yeah, did Bob, the momentum did Bobby got a Dynamite, man. Dude, huge. He was fucking over in South Carolina, bud. Yeah. There was a big-ass cutout Yuta sign. Um but I found out that he uh, trained at C4W. Mm. So how about that? Huh. Yeah, he wrestled a lot of PWX. I know that, like in Charlotte. Yeah, so. yeah he awesome. uh, wrestled uh, there. And apparently he went to Carolina Forest. Yeah. Yeah, so, weird. That's crazy. Yeah. That's my, Carolina, my parents baby. live in that neighborhood. <laughs> um, so you went three and a half on that. Yeah. Old Ethan, what'd you go here, bud? I went three flat. Um. It was good work. Um, I've never paid Josh Woods any attention um, just because he's mainly done ROH from what I've gathered, but this is my first time seeing him. Um, he looked good. Um, Yuta's obviously the star here, um, and obviously that's why they strap him up, I assume. Um, I don't want you know TK to just run everybody out of ROH who's been there recently, but kind of seems like it might be kind of what he's doing, you know, because he's all right, Titus, you're losing your title. Josh Woods, you're losing your title. So... It's interesting going to see what he does with some of these guys he's de-strapping, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I love Wheeler Yuta. Um, it's yeah. a weird word, right? It's a de-strapping. Word, though, right? It's the first time I ever heard it. It's so. a word, though, right? <laughs> de-strapping. I love it. I will, I will I, say the, that, uh, that Josh Woods does deserve a little bit of credit because he had been holding that down for... 201 days. For a fucking minute. Yeah. So respect to him, you know. I, you know, I just he looked great, man. He, did he really did. Yeah, I just mean, figured it was worth mentioning that I'd never seen that him before. You know, yeah, I, mean, so. I've, I think I've seen one or two matches, but I mean, watching him in this position, it's not surprising that he's towards the end of the card. I feel like this—that's a guy that you can definitely rely on to be like, "Hey, this guy, this guy, and this guy." For the next couple of months, I want you to make them look like gold, and it when, seems like he can definitely do that for a while. Well, and of his style is just. Perfect for what pure is. 
Like and dude, tip, look at that so. 10 by 10 on that guy. You know what I mean? Like what company doesn't want a guy that can put over anybody you want? Mm-hmm. And on a 10 by 10, I'd sell the shit out of that motherfucker. You know? Ethan's That's your pro wrestler your thoughts, right there. No, just three stars. Good match. Shout out you to pure champion. Hold that shit for a year and a half. I'll be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Casey. Um, yeah, I, I'm still saying that this match suffered for that. Like that tag match fucked everything up for everyone following it. If it, if it, maybe it was the fault, if it was the match directly following, but you had the, the Suzuki match prior to it, I wouldn't have felt so tired, but there was moments in, in this where I thought I was going to fall asleep. And it's nothing to the actual match. It was just, I was exhausted. So, like, I, I'm giving them the credit, and I'm not trying to say that it was a bad match for that, but, like, yeah, I was just fucking done by this point. And, yeah, Pure is not for everyone. I do really appreciate how different it is for what, like, all of it. Like everything that goes into it, but I'm I'm giving him a solid three. There's nothing nothing wrong with it, and yeah, obviously we all we all love Yuta, so let yeah. that man run with it for forever. Yeah, old Utes. Uh, and then we move on to our main event of the night. No, you mean ask me what I want? Oh uh, damn, we skip right over Pat. Pat I'm but... sorry. Fuck, 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 Pat. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. It's I all suck. Good. I even I even mentally said. I need to get to Pat before I he jump in. He backed you up on Twitter, and this is how you repay him. Yeah, right. Don't worry about that, but we're going to fucking talk about that here in a little bit, my friend. Don't even worry about the whole situation that's happening so, in the next calendar year. Pat, the floor is yours. So, Patty Mills went three and three quarters. Um, I like this match a lot. I like oh, your yeah. role of wrestling. You know what? I'm going to tell you guys something, and I hate to bash this man again, but I don't really know Brad's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I like – I see that you guys were saying by this time you guys were tired. And I understand that 100%. But me, I like to thank my man Jay Lethal for giving me a scheduled nap time about three fucking matches ago. <laughs> because I was watching this shit with fresh eyes. And I fucking loved it, dude. I, I, I love, like, pure wrestling, dude. Um, I feel like there's a thing. And I, and I might get a little shit from the IWC. I could give a rat's ass about y'all niggas, too. Um, I love the... Tweet us. Please, please, please. Um, but anyways, we ain't um, got shit to do. And then one of the things that gets lost in professional wrestling is the fact that it's wrestling, Mm -hmm. and people always give these type of matches shit, and it never makes sense to me because this should be what the fuck you want, bro. Mm -hmm. This is wrestling. Oh, it's boring. Why? Because he put him in a fucking headlock. It's it's wrestling, man, and like. When you are watching this and they tell you the rules before the match and let you know what the fuck you're about to watch, what are we sitting on? Just just the aspect of you get three rope breaks and then it doesn't fucking matter anymore and you're on your second rope break already and you only have one left and you just got put into a submission hold. The panic that sets in, everyone loses their minds. It's fucking great. Yeah. so yeah, I, I I went three and three. Um, I'm not. What's it? Sh- Shane Woods? I don't want to fuck his name up. Josh Woods. Josh Woods. Josh Woods. I apologize. Um, I'm not really familiar with his name, though, and uh, so this is one of my first times ever watching. Yeah, I'm, about to, I'm really gonna and, look um, into him. In the he looks he looked great, man. I was extremely impressed. I was like really 
I was kind of like bummed because I was like watching him and I was like, damn, I really need to go back and watch some more of this dude's matches. Like he's fucking. Isn't he an impact? Right? Is he an impact? No. No, I saw he worked. Just, I saw he worked some dark, some AEW yeah, dark. I don't know if maybe that before. Okay, because I definitely have seen him wrestle before. I just don't remember Go when or watch, where his matches, like his pure matches with uh, with Gresham, were good. Yeah, uh, I think that's where I found him. So, Pat, yeah. I'll try to find some links for you to watch. Cool, cool, yeah. Because I would definitely want to go back and check out his stuff. He's, he looked like a fucking star, man. And will are you to? Like I said earlier, man, two wrestlers, if I can put fucking stock in them, is my man Lee and fucking Will Uta, bro. Like, that dude is going places, and them places are looking nice. I tell you what, man. But just, yeah, it's not, it's not really... <laughs> just to throw it out there for Josh, he is a, in 2011, he won the NCWA National Championship, and he's a two-time All-American for them. So this motherfucker Damn. can wrestle his ass off. Yeah, yeah. And as Cortland was saying, yeah. you put that motherfucker on an 8x10, that's mm-hmm. a star. Like him with that fucking sure, right, piece is terrifying as shit. Like this man can go. Uh, yeah, and that's he, part of his shtick is like he comes down and puts the mouthpiece in. Like mm-hmm. that felt like part of him, you know? He mm-hmm. and he also looked like he had a very short stint from twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen in NXT. But for pretty much twenty sixteen on, he's been Ring of Honor. What do they book him as in NXT? Uh it looks like he's just been so just Josh or well, so it shows that he was uh, these Josh Woods, and at one point in time, he was uh, referred as a Preston Cunningham Jr., but I don't really know oh. where the fuck that is. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what? Bro, what the fuck are you going on in Orlando? That is... <laughs> uh, he, he debuted in a battle royale he wrestled fucking no way jose at one point and that's about it that was his run and then yeah 2016 on he's been he's been an roh guy so i'm hoping they keep him around because yeah he's he can go so yeah. i like it yeah so much so that he also runs camps for ufc athletes uh, like yeah. he yeah, trains Mike Perry, trained Tom Lawler, really Nicholson, Seth Precizelli. Yeah, I so, mean, if, if I'm fucking training to fight and I need some wrestling help, I'm gonna, I'm asking Hard a two time All American. Fuck that shit. A legitimate badass. That's so sick. Um, and then our our final match of the night, we get the unification. Um, the Ring of Honor champions, Jonathan Gresham, with the classic championship taking on Bandito, who is just the Ring of Honor world champion with, like, the newer belt, uh, who was accompanied to ringside by Chavo Guerrero. Um, This, I don't know, man. Pat, we're going to be a little off here, bud, because I know what you rated this. You know what I rated it. It's the only match that makes sense for your rating that you talked about earlier. But for me, I love Jonathan Gresham, right? And I love Bandito. And this match was really good. But man, Gresham does the same shit for the same 15-minute opening that he always does. And so when you see it multiple times, dude, go watch the Blake Christian match for GCW Astronaut. The opening sequence for the the first eight minutes, identical to this match. Mm. Um, Until they hit the pose. They hit a pose. ah, And... um, it just, it was whatever, man. It was fine. Um, Bandito is a fucking king and deserves a contract, too. I know that TK loves Jonathan Gresham. 
Um, but man, I hope Bandito sticks around on AEW, um, Ring of Honor. I hope he sticks around, whatever the case might be. Um, just a quick thought: Why don't we do Bandito versus Roosh, or having them in like a little get together there? I think it'd be cool. Um, regardless, this—I'm uh, trying to see if any of my notes had anything that really stuck out. Um, Bandito had his arm worked on pretty well, um, and then he just kind of abandoned it for a little bit. He had like an ankle lock after Bandito was very obviously selling his arm. Like Gresham was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll put you in an ankle lock too," which made me realize just how much Jonathan Gresham. Was stretch somebody if he wants to uh he's just like fuck i'm just gonna fuck you up um which is why he's entertaining man uh but um you had like the discourse between bandito and chavo from uh chavo essentially cheating using the belt and bandito was like yeah get this fucking guy out of he fucking white he hurled that shit at Gresham's head, though. Yeah, he did. He's like, fucking take it, bitch. <laughs> right in his face. Uh, there was a lot of belt disrespect in this match. A lot, man. Uh, this was fine. Uh, you have Gresham. Uh, That's not the pinning... real belt. <laughs> you, have, you have Gresham pinning Bandito in another cradle pin uh, to get the three count and is your unified ring champion. Pat, uh, it was four and a It was fine. Um, you went four and what? Quarter. Four and a quarter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, four and one singular quarter. Okay. Um, Twenty-five uh, cents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's tough, but uh, yeah, I just feel like I might have burnt myself out on John Gresham recently by watching so many of his matches mm-hmm. that this felt like the same, yeah, run of the mill kind of thing. Uh, Ethan, I'm starting with you. Um, what did you rate this? Four and a quarter, my friend. Oh, shit. I feel like I'm going to be the lowest. Then uh, I went three and three quarters. I teetered between that and four. I need to rewatch it back, though, to be honest, because I didn't pay full attention. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just seems like these guys have been wrestling for two years just because there's been so much gap with COVID and stuff. So my interest wasn't super in it, but by the end, they were popping the off and it was a blast i mean i love watching gresham work and bandito is a blast to watch too the turns and stuff at the end were funny you know i don't know if they were good or not yet i haven't really decided if doing all that shit was good or bad but it was fun to watch and then they just popped the fuck off why are you laughing at me no <laughs> bud not at all oh well yeah man three and three quarters um check back with me later because i might change it up on you but that's ah. it for now what were we busy with? Uh, Casey, go ahead. Whenever. God. <clears throat> um, I gave it a four. I think uh, because of the way Gresham works the beginning of this, um, and it being so close to a pure style match and it just following up a pure championship match, I wanted to blow my brains out. I was like, I can't do two of these back-to-back when I'm not prepared for it. Like, I'm just not ready. Um, Casey can't handle them back-to-backs. No, I can't. Um, it almost <laughs> felt like... It almost... <laughs> God fucking damn it, man. <laughs> it, it almost felt like it was like, okay, we've got X amount of time, and Gresham's like, I'm going to take the first half of this match, and then Bandito's going to take the second. Because as soon as like Bandito started doing his shit... It was a completely different match, and Bandito's just well, showing gets, everyone. 
he hits that 21 plex at the end, and oh, it's so oh, fucking shit. sick, man. Ooh. It's so that, sick. You know, it's a bend over for me. I'm going to hit this. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I am putting you in timeout. Fucking. Okay. Yeah, there, there was a sequence <laughs> for the 21 plex. It was like, oh, I forgot what they call it, like a Fordbury flop. The fall yeah. like a leaping corkscrew kind of like over the top. Uh, to the outside, and then back in the ring, an X knee to the twenty-one. Play. And that yeah. X knee, fucking crazy! It's like a reverse fireman carry. Yeah, and you like roll them over into like a go to sleep. Yeah, uh, dude, fucking no. I, that sounds like I'm like Bandito. Just the whole sequence was like just thirty seconds of like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, oh shit! Like he's yeah. dead. No, as Did soon as as soon as he was able to fucking like kind of just kick into his speed, it yeah. was like holy fuck! Like it woke me up with this, and like yeah, like I have no complaints against Gresham. I think he's fucking fantastic. I will die on the hill that if you if you don't think he's a champion just because he's five four, like. Go yeah, touch some, go touch some grass. Like you don't fucking deserve to watch him because he's fucking great. Um, I fucking did not want Chavo to be a part of this in the goddamn slightest. Did he answer TK's or TK ended up uh, texting <laughs> Chavo? He finally, yeah, finally called him back. So go, go be on ROH. Go the fuck away. Um, I go to four, but yeah, it unifications. They should have put Chavo with Brian Cage. Stop. For what fucking reason, man? Because, because we, we wouldn't care about two things. We would we would just wouldn't care about one thing. But dude, <laughs> who gives a fuck about Tully anyway? Uh, Pat, what you got for me? I already know what you got. For- Four and three quarters is what I rated. It might be high. I could give a rat's ass. Love it. I, I, it's I love your it. opinion and we nice respect show. it. Dude, I, I, love, I like the match a lot, man. Um, I fucking... I love Jonathan Gresham. I love Bandito, and I and I love. I don't necessarily love Chavo Guerrero, but I mean, he was there. And um, the only thing that really, to me, took away from the match was him being there. Like everything else was good. I, I like, I, like I said before, I like pure wrestling, dude. I like joint manipulation. I like all that shit. I, I fuck with it. I rock with it. I always rock with it. I think it's fucking cute. I think it's sexy. I think it's the way you need wrestling needs to be fucking done. I think, like, I think, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was a wrestler in middle school. I was a wrestler over my freshman year of high school. So when I see it on TV and people come back to that shit, I will always fucking rock with it. I'll always fucking go yep, with yep, it. Yep. So, you like, yeah. Um, I will say, well, I can't say because I'll still Mike Stunder. But everything that happened at the end of this match, um, other than, you know, the man's pulling up, pissed me the fuck off. Because let's cover why that the quick. fuck... Would you had, can, you, can you talk about it real quick yeah, so I can keep going? Yeah, Jonathan Gresham essentially just trying to cut a, a promo saying that he wants pure wrestling to be at the top of Ring of Honor. Jay Lethal comes down and interrupts him and says that essentially without Jay Lethal, be no Jonathan Gresham and kind of shoves him. The shove was the funniest thing in the world to me. He shoves him and Jonathan Gresham doesn't even get mad. He just goes, oh, so this is where So this is where we're going? Hey, Pat, that's the same thing he said when you bumped into him at WrestleCon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I bumped into him at WrestleCon, that man looked at me like he was about to beat the dog shit out of me. Bro. I was like, I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. Well, you you should have been like, like this. Oh, no, 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 no. My bad. My bad. That's me. Um, 
so yeah, Jay Lethal comes down, confronts him, he beats the shit out of him. Uh, or they're they're shoving each other. I'm sorry, they're shoving each other. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt gets in the middle and is like, "Hey, relax." Then he just fucking clean clocks Jonathan Gresham. They beat the shit out of him. Ow. Lee Moriarty comes down. They fuck him up. He gets uh he gets hit with a lethal injection for his troubles. And then uh, they pose with the belts. They hug, and Lethal picks up both belts. And then new music hits, and uh, it's fucking Samoa Joe with the coolest pop of all goddamn time. Uh, yeah. Probably the most, the, the loudest I've heard a Ring of Honor crowd in seven years. Bro, the way you um, walked down the stairs was so epic, too. He had the like, fucking slow strut, like, yeah, bitch, I'm here. It's me. <laughs> Have cool. you ever watched any of his old Ring of Honor matches, Pat? A few, yeah. Motherfucker like... came out, to, the champ is here, bro. Mm-hmm. A god amongst men. He's the man, um, dude. So yeah, we ended up with Samoa Joe fucking choking Sanjay Dutt out and uh, helping up John Gresham. Jesus Christ. Just the um, fucking look at Lethal being like, this is gonna uh, be you. And so he's choking him and he's going like, watch, motherfucker, because I'm gonna kill your <laughs> ass too. Alright, so there, that's where we ended up. Pat, floor's yours. So, okay. I fuck with Samoa Joe coming back. Obviously, I fucking love Samoa Joe. We all love Samoa Joe. What I didn't like, it was a very, very specific thing. That pissed me off, like, a lot, honestly. Um, we had the match. The match was great. Jonathan Gresham wins both titles, unifies the belt. Why the fuck did we end the pay-per-view without him having the belts in his hands? Oh, yes. yeah. Jay Lethal leaves with the belts. That shit pissed me the fuck off, dude. I was really, really mad about that because, first of all, you had a shitty fucking match, like, an hour ago. Hours. I don't even want to fucking see you right now. <laughs> You come out, and I, you know, I'm not even mad about like the whole. I get it, storytelling. I get sense, it, yeah. whatever. I'm not mad about that shit. It's just like you kind of just disrespected the two dudes that were just in the ring by doing that shit. You fucking take the man's belts. Not only do you take the man, drop him around like three fucking times. You're throwing, you're slinging the fucking belt around, you're doing all this extra shit, and then like you just fucking leave, bro. Like I don't know, man. That shit pissed me off, but I did love the match. I love the match. Like from like- you know. At first, like him having them before Joe comes out, you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be shitty. But like, you almost feel like it's like as soon as Joe gets in, like you drop the motherfuckers and you roll out. And you're, you're and you roll the them, fuck out. You're not taking them with you. Like, you didn't win shit. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, take on that. But uh, I, that doesn't really take away from the match to me. I, I love the match, dude. I thought it was great. Um, I I think, I hope Bandito sticks around. Um, Please. Because I know that he. he, he, he that man needs eyes because he does great work, man. And uh, I just, I just wish more people, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, knowledgeable wrestling fans fuck with Bandito. I just feel like he needs that extra push to become a household name. I feel like he's one of those wrestlers that like the name is circulating a lot right now. Yeah. And people are really like, they're not sure about how to like check out a wrestler named Bandito. Yeah. You know, they're kind of just like, Oh, I could do that. You could flip through YouTube and be like, "Oh, do I want to watch Bandito wrestle?" And if you're not watching a, a whole event and you're not just, you know, uh, searching it out, I feel like you just see this dude walking down the ramp. You're like, "You got a great look. You have a good build, but like, what am I supposed to get behind?" Until you watch five minutes of Bandito's wrestling then you realize what you're supposed to be getting behind and why the hype is what it is yeah um it's just one of those gimmicks that's like what are you doing bandito I mean, that mask is fucking, like a, that mask is sick, sick as fuck though 
it's sick. Yeah. It just sounds like a, like a D-rated movie. <laughs> but Machete. there was a there was a yeah, brief like moment. There was a Machete a brief, versus Bandito. <laughs> a brief moment where Kenny Omega wasn't wrestling and shit wasn't really happening in New Japan, where mm. everybody considered Bandito to be the best wrestler on this planet. There was a yeah. very brief three month time period where people were like, when he wasn't signed. And people were like, dude, wherever he goes, they're getting a megastar out of Bandito. And he signed with Ring of Honor, and everybody was like, dude, what the fuck, man? God that place of all places? Yeah. Of all places. Because yeah. you, uh, you have Ian, Ian Riccoboni talking about how he's pound for pound probably one of the strongest wrestlers that they have on their roster. And then you also watch him do just the, some of the most ridiculous flip shit you've ever fucking seen. He's a nut case, so, like, man total fucking package but then like unfortunately you signed your death warrant by siding with fucking with ROH at the time and yeah, it's like, signing with MLW it's true well, well my thing was he had the option I feel like cause you know he was on all out and then he signed with ROH that's what yeah. happened all in all in I don't think yeah, anyone but... really knew what the fuck was gonna happen Right, is the problem right. so it's like but then, then, then again, though, right? Then again, it's like you see in Chris Jericho take the leap. You know, you're seeing uh, it's just like I don't know. I mean, I get it, but also ROH to me, AEW had more going for it than ROH before <laughs> AEW really I, even had I anything like, going. I feel, ROH like, died, I feel like if there was it, an option for him to go and and have some fun in Japan for a little while, it probably would be talking. Well, he, he ran the best of the super juniors and worked over there a little but bit. I mean, I mean, like, but, like, right? but like staying and not staying? being signed. <laughs> like just, just hang out until TK calls you, you know? <laughs> it's important that you know that Bandito is 26 years old. Ooh, he's, he's also 26 like a, years old. Yeah. He's also like a third, uh, third generation. Yeah. Yeah, he Richard didn't pop up until a couple like, years ago. He's built like he's in his thirties, dude. Oh, he's a big yes. motherfucker. He's a fucking toss. Man, yeah, moves if, like I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he's at least a three, a third generation, isn't he? Um, I don't know if it says it in, anywhere on there, but I could have sworn he's at least a fourth second. generation. Fourth generation. Yes. Yeah, no, this motherfucker is. Give, him a, give yeah. him a year or two, but he's gonna be. We're gonna be talking a lot more about him. Yeah. Soon. So is that all we got for the show, boys? Other than the that... fact that I almost shit my pants when Samoa Joe came, yeah. yeah don't worry, bro. I don't got to rate it. It's only four uh, stars. Right. I was going to say, that we have Cortland, and then we get out of here. Uh, it's, it's four stars, man. Uh, these guys just beat each other's asses. Uh, it worked out great. Like you said, Grish works that formula, but somehow, to me, it doesn't get that stale. Maybe I just haven't watched. I've only watched three of his matches this month, so maybe it's a little different. I'm, like everyone's just watching everything all the time, um, but man, Bandito, what a what a hell of a talent! He's going to do great things wherever he winds up. Hopefully, he stays in Ring of Honor. He can just jump around the old for real forbidden door, go here, go there, hang out and go to Noah. Fucking do G one, work your, on fucking Rampage, show make on fucking- Rampage. Yeah. Do it all, man. Have a good fucking time doing it. And you're that young, you're that talented, man. God damn. Twenty six is crazy. I had no idea. Dude, I didn't either until I looked it up. That's fucking bonkers. That's crazy. I'm twenty six right now. What the fuck am I doing? 
You need to get your mask, bro. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Thanks, man. I thought I was kind of pretty. Um, but, dude, the, the big story is Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe coming out is super cool. Hopefully, we don't deal with Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal for that fucking God, God yeah, damn it, yeah, dude. Yeah, I just want, I just want the one blow off because I mean it's how Jay yeah. Lethal started in ROH yeah. was him getting yeah, beat exactly. up by Joe. So I feel for like to turn heel and Joe to be the one to come in and be like, "Hey, man, you smacked the fuck out of that bitch," and let him go on about his undercard business well, the, where he the weird, the weird part about it is that like Lethal turns heel, but then Samoa Joe in the press conference afterwards is like, "I'm here to." beat people to death like yeah. his entire his entire interview was just like i'm gonna fuck people up no friends yeah, are being made in this him, run like what did he say they asked him like what what are your plans or what are you doing and he was like i can do all those things like talent scout and be a commentator but like I'd rather bash heads in, and everyone's like, "Okay, fuck." He was like, "I'm gonna be <laughs> champion." He's like, "If you want me in the fucking Owen Hart tournament, I'm gonna, I'll be in it." Do that. He's like, "I'm here to fucking beat people." And uh, I feel like he never even said that to Tony because as soon as he said it, Tony was like, "Didn't even think about that." Fuck me, hell yeah! He's, in, he's in a qualifier against Max, Max Cash this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he immediately heard it. He was said like, it, and Tony was like, "Yeah, let's go." Tony was like, who the fuck am I putting you against this week? And he was like, sorry, that shit down. <laughs> he was like, all right, well, you're advancing. Yeah, Fellas, we've reached the end of Ring of Honor's Supercar of Honor from 2022. Up and Over Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, UpandOverPodcast.com for all of your Up and Over Podcast merchandise. We also have Up and Over Breakdown happening on there under the exclusive content tab. Um... But really, the most important thing that I need to address before we get off of there was some controversy that happened on Twitter, uh, but there were some some happenings that happened. Um, Bunch of haters, bro. Just a few days ago. So I just want the gauntlet to be laid out now. Mm. Colby and Kylie Fuller, you mm. have 361 days to get your fucking acts together before you see Pat and I in person. In Los Angeles, WrestleMania weekend, running the GCW shows. So you better figure out what you're going to do. You have 361 days to get it together. We'll see you then. Guys, I got to add something. Please. Tony Khan. Call out Tony Khan. Tony Khan. <laughs> Tony fucking Khan, bro. If you're hearing this, dog, you got two weeks until 420. And you got a dynamite. Booking right and you got a dynamite on 420. Sign my man Grim Reaper to a one day. Let my man walk out. Let my man walk out. So that way he can buy better weed than what he had in uh, in Dallas Tech. Uh, well, I mean, if he's way, there's no better way. No better way to end this show. Grim Reefer forever. Up and over pod.com. Hit the motherfucking shit up. Yeah. We'll see you guys next Fuck week. Cody Rhodes. <laughs>